I love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. This may seem like a continuation of the Disney playlist, but it's not. <laughs> Technically. Technically not. But it, we're here. <laughs> I am the Green Traveler from Gorge. And I am the Faceless Leon. It is a Disney uh, sequel smash, though. We'll say that. It is indeed. Yes. So, um, last one that, year... One that loves to make fun of the animation yes, we talked about. Yes. It is... Uh, <laughs> Enchanted and Disenchanted are two films that we are watching. Uh, 15 years yes. apart. Uh, Enchanted is a great... Uh, mix animation live action movie uh, not quite like Mary Poppins there's a, the animations kept to one world and the live action to yeah. another uh, where they really just make fun of the the princess Disney movie genre as a whole and it's yeah. it it's great uh, there's great satire in it while also being a good fun romance uh, yeah yeah is this your closing statement? This is my closing <laughs> statement. This is my this is my preamble to the um to the synopsis. But there you go. It's yeah. the preface. I mean, to be completely honest, I had never heard of either of these films. I mean, I know oh, Disenchanted no. just came out last year, yeah. but I had never watched Enchanted. Didn't know about it. Like, if you were to ask me, like, what was you know what. <laughs> What rose Amy Adams to fame? I would I would really struggle. I would not be able to tell you what it was. I, I didn't know. It was actually, this, we found it. If it was this, yeah, it was this. It was yeah, this. it was. It was well, enchanted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is what this is what basically made her a leading lady name. Like that, mm. everybody was just like, this person could could lead a damn good film, and it's true. It um, she true. plays uh, Disney Princess Giselle. Yeah. Um. And the uh, the the world of Andalasia. Yeah, Andalasia. Uh, yeah, and and it's it's really fascinating because honestly, I, I I said this to you when I watched it, and and I feel bad about it, but it's really it really is true. She has never Amy Adams that is has never disappeared into a role quite as well as she disappeared into this Disney princess yeah, of Giselle. In, in like, this first movie, especially you you were right. Oh she, my god. She really embodied this, uh, like once they get to, uh, New York is what the other world is called. Yeah. yeah. Um, once yeah. she gets to New York, that, that character, that totally naive, open minded character is just yeah. like, yeah, she, she's, she really went into it. It's, it's very weird. heightened, obviously, but it works so right. well, especially in that. No, it's part. like, I'm, I'm currently reading Blonde by Joyce Carol Oates. Obviously, what the movie Blonde is based off of, right. uh, Marilyn Monroe fictional biopic. Um, and and one of the most remarkable things is, uh, you know, Marilyn in this book, the fiction, it's a fictional book. Remember, mm. um, she struggles heavily with with anxiety and depression and everything. And as an actor, as a method actor and spe specifically, she's disappearing into all these different roles and they become different personalities that embody her. Right. Like, yeah. and as she gets more and more into drugs that are pushed on her by the, the studio and by the men in her world, you know, the more, the more heavily medicated she becomes, the more she struggles to remember that she's Norma Jean. Yeah. And like, yeah. And and honestly, watching this movie, watching Enchanted, 
I had that moment where I was like watching and I was like, damn, she's she's not Amy Adams right here. She is Giselle. She, is she really Giselle. just loses herself to this role. It's really fascinating. <laughs> and and you know, not to not to juxtapose it with something that's terrifying because that's what blonde is. You know, it's it's a little yeah, it's really it scary how Marilyn loses herself, but like like that's what I'm saying is like I I wonder if Amy Adams after doing this role was like maybe I shouldn't go that hard ever again. Like, I don't know. I it is it is hard sometimes. I mean, I I know that uh at least Jim Carrey the claims that when he did uh, Andy Kaufman that that really messed him up and that's why he took a big step back. Um yeah. And so yeah, going that deeply method can be psychologically harmful. So I I, I, yeah. I don't know how harmful Giselle is to I know, Amy right? Adams' psyche, <laughs> right? But, uh, yeah, I I I I feel like you and I both agree that she is very talented, and uh, oh, very I enjoy talented. the other films that I've seen her in. Um, and yeah. and you know, we talked about one particular character, but Lois Lane was not in that Superman movie. I don't care. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't care who no. you are. <laughs> oh man they no, screwed but, you but, over amy but yeah they really did they really did she could have been a great lois lane but yeah. those movies just they had nothing no no meat yeah but uh here in in giselle's world she is you know she's your typical she's basically a snow white character um that's yeah. pretty much who she's based off of um, snow yeah, white it's kind of uh, like a rapunzel snow white thing like she's like oh um, mm. Man, it's hard to say. Even Sleeping Beauty, like, she's out in the woods. They're all kind of basically the same well, story, though, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, I mean, from from what I had read, the, the director, Kevin Lima, um, and I think uh, the writer, Bill Kelly, also, they, they based this character almost entirely off of Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, and Snow White. Those were mm-hmm. their three characters they chose to take from. Mm-hmm. There is, I guess, a little bit of Rapunzel, but I feel like it's, it's mostly she's Snow White, especially right. in the beginning. I, I'm um, thinking when I'm thinking Rapunzel, I'm thinking of, um, I'm really just thinking of the Tangled movie, and that's not fair. That's not a fair representation yeah. of that story. So. I don't. Was that movie even out when this film came out? I don't know. No, yeah, Tangled is 2010. This is uh, 2007. So no, so no. Yeah, so but yeah, maybe they based Tangled off of Giselle. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, they do. <clears throat> give her the ability to speak with animals and that is very prevalent right well that's a snow white thing too yeah snow white you know she always snow white and cinderella she always called in the animals it was really uh the yeah too and that's kind of the funny thing too is like at the beginning you know she she, it's a very stereotypical scene she's wanting to find her true love Mm -hmm. um but she calls all the animals you know she she uh i'm gonna do this really poorly because i'm not a singer but she's like yeah, and she does yeah. that thing, and yeah. all of these animals just come flying to her, you know, just to help out. Yeah, and uh, but in right, but in the land of Andalasia, uh, there, you know, just like in any fairy tale, there is a wicked queen, um, mm-hmm. beautifully played by Susan Sarandon here. That's right. Um, you know, mostly mostly just a voice. It apparently they only had Susan Sarandon for two weeks, so that's why her live action role is very tiny. <laughs> it's very short. She's barely in it. Uh, queen Nerissa. Her voice as a yeah, really her oh, attack you, yeah. though. I know I'm getting way ahead of myself. Her attack in New York is less about what the story it has less to do with what the story is about yeah, yeah. so i honestly kind of hated the third act i thought the third act of this film was pretty weak but we'll get there mm-hmm. um 
But like the, uh, at, at first, you know, she's wanting, you know, she sings a song. There's a lot of music in this. Uh, they got Alan Menken to do the music again, yeah. um, which is kind of fun. Uh, and, and even the animation too, the, um, by this time, uh, Disney was almost fully CGI. I think they were fully CGI in their animation, but with this film, I'm, I'm pretty sure they went back to some really? cell usage. Like, I think so. Like it didn't look like CGI animation. Like, um, don't quote me on that cause I have no fucking clue, but like it definitely looked a little older than, yeah. but still really good quality. Um, the next but, like it didn't, it didn't look like it was, is, is done more quickly but it's still good animation i will i'm not gonna yeah, diss the yeah. animation i film i thought it was pretty crisp but it's less yeah. of an important the cgi element. in the second one was so much better because there's cgi in the in the first one in the third act that's just horrendous <laughs> this the, um, is true <laughs> there's a yeah i'll say there's a fucking dragon in the third act that's in new york and it just looks so stupid like i was just like you guys didn't have to do this they like, didn't have to do that it's right. fine we'll, the, we'll get there because we'll it was not important to the story <laughs> Right. But yeah, like, uh, she sings a song about wanting to find true love, and out comes Cyclops from X-Men, uh, James Marsden, um, playing Prince Prince Edward, Edward. who is a pretty dumb but brave Prince guy. Uh, and he, of course, is also Very stereotypical character. Straight out of Into the Woods. Straight out of Into the Woods, uh, the Agony song. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I love that song. It's so good. <laughs> but yeah, he, he also is looking for his true love and lo and behold, he finds Giselle and uh, his stepmother is the the queen. That's right. And, queen you know, as, as is often the case in these uh, Disney films, the queen, for no reason whatsoever, pretty much just hates Giselle. Um, yeah. I mean, she has a magic mirror that she asks, you know, she's like, who's the, I don't think she okay. says fairest in the land, but to give, to give this, this, uh, you know, classic tropey, uh, rivalry, a little bit of credit. If she marries the prince, then right. he is solidifying his power in the land because when, when there's a marriage, there's usually heirs. And she is, right. is kind of acting as regent right now. Uh, I, I don't believe his dad's in the picture. I don't remember. Yeah, well, I don't think so either. But I feel like even even if he does get married, if he was going to be king, he would just be king already. Whereas Maybe. I feel like she's just waiting to die and then he becomes king. I feel like that's yeah. how Aaron... But it, it I, I want to say Aaron, though, but it's not classic Aaron, thing that even happened in our histories. Women a woman finally gets into power and they keep their son from right. getting um, married so that they can remain yeah, it even happens in a powerful with, position. Even happens with men too, where they get yes. in power and try to keep everybody else in their family down. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Cousin killers. Power corrupts, baby. <laughs> 100. <laughs> yeah. Power corru- yeah, she, corrupts. She, absolutely. Uh, is the uh, only right. uncorruptible parable I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Giselle and Prince Edward are to be wed. She comes to the castle. She gets sidetracked by uh, um, the, the queen, but the queen is is disguised as an evil old hag. Sound familiar? And um, and she she you know the queen pushes uh, Giselle down a well, and where that well leads, there are no happily ever afters, as she said, and as you mentioned. Where that well leads is New York. New York. And- New York. 
<laughs> I love it. She she just comes flying out of a sewer entrance, and uh, that part was yeah. You know, she's she's just completely completely lost. She's the only like absolutely chipper and and always seeking happiness person in New York. Everybody else is just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you wearing this dress? Like, <laughs> you, you what are you a fucking Disney princess? Like, get the fuck out of here! And they're all they're all like, you know, she she's completely lost and scared yeah and she's trying to find anything that seems familiar and um out of the blue comes mcdreamy uh the beautiful patrick dempsey um mcdreamy from Grey's anatomy robert yeah he's playing robert phillip and uh he's a divorce attorney and and (laughs) it's it's really funny he does and a divorcee he doesn't yeah he doesn't believe in in true love at all and uh you know, he's kind of lost that ability to believe because, you know, he works around people die? who are. No, I, I think she left. I don't think oh, they're divorced. she did leave. But I think yeah. she, yeah. yeah, she up and left both him and, and his daughter, uh, uh, who is. Played by Rachel Thank you. Covey. Uh, Thank you. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, Morgan is, you know bewildered by this beautiful princess lady you know she hasn't seen this kind of magic in in the world of new york right um and neither neither has robert and as uh robert and and giselle start spending time together they start to to develop feelings for each other which is fun very Uh, fun he's very much a skeptic not only of love but of also magic because he's an adult in the real world um exactly it's reality baby yeah uh, but all these weird <laughs> things just keep on happening i know he can't yeah, he goes to him. he goes to a park and she starts singing and he's just yeah. like what in the fuck why are you singing and then everybody in the park is singing <laughs> along with her and he's just like what is happening like, yeah this is so odd and she does her she does her and she calls all of the new york uh cockroaches and, and yeah, mice and rats dis- and everything that to help her out kind of disgusting on purpose and it's, it's so disgusting but it, i it, love it yeah it's so uh, juxtaposed with her uh, nice light singing that it's, i know right and she doesn't <laughs> so yeah, she's not she's not put off by it by at, no. at all she sees a shit ton of cockroaches coming out and she's like oh help me clean out the shower drain yeah, of the hair yeah <laughs> it's and, so nasty and they come in and there's like a fucking deer in their apartment they're like what the oh fuck? my god <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> but there is one snag in robert's life and that is his girlfriend uh um nancy tremaine played That's by right. the wickedly talented one and only adele gazim yeah <laughs> 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 do you remember that when jeff john travolta said that no. oh my god it was so funny yeah i can't remember if it was the grammys or something but uh he was introducing adina menzel she's adina menzel yeah. the, the beautiful voice of elsa from frozen right. and millions of other projects she's right. a very talented singer um but yeah for whatever reason uh john travolta was introducing her i guess they changed his cue cards on him beforehand like i don't know it was a but prank. Yeah, he, was, he was introducing her <laughs> i know right i think it was a prank i think somebody was fucking with him but it was it was really funny because he, yeah he he just says you know he's just like introducing the wickedly talented one and only adele dazim <laughs> it's just like who <laughs> that's not who this is <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But no, I, uh, I did I did really like one factoid, which was that, because um, she's a beautiful singer. Adina Menzel yeah. is is incredibly talented woman in regards to her vocal talent and just her acting alone is pretty good, too. And the thing that I, was, I thought was really nice was she mentioned that it was a compliment 
to be offered this role that has no singing in this musical. They hired her just for her acting. And it's I just know. like, that's really nice. I yeah. really love that because it's like, you know, she is a beautiful singer, but she doesn't sing at all. I, this. of course, when I and saw this, I really though, that. did not know who Adina Mazel was, especially not by her face. Um, when you watched it the first time yeah, or this time it around? The first time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I. I feel like most people knew her after Frozen. Yeah, I do think that her name became much more famous after Frozen. Um, but. I think she also did Wicked, though. She did. I don't know if you've heard yeah, the soundtrack for Wicked, but yeah. I think she did the Broadway of, of Wicked. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know I if know she did the Broadway soundtrack. version of Frozen or not, but she might have. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she's she's great in this. Like, I really enjoy Nancy. Nancy is, um, you know, she loves Robert, but uh, she's, she doesn't she's, quite get Morgan, though. Know. Yeah, yeah, she yeah doesn't quite get Morgan. She's trying though. Yeah, she's trying. she is, and she's and, and she's planning yeah. on being a stepmom and maybe even a good stepmom. But Rachel yeah, she wants to. She wants to. Morgan does not like her and doesn't even think no. that her dad likes her that much. <laughs> yeah, because because Robert is such a cynic that you know he doesn't yeah. even allow her to stay over at the apartment because you know he he's wants the space. You know he's like you know me and. Me and my daughter, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be weird for her. And, yeah. You know, but <laughs> lo and behold, he finds this this Giselle just prancing around the streets of New York. And he's trying to help her, but he lets her stay the night. And <laughs> that causes a rift between him and Nancy, a rift that he wants to to sew up because it's the only love interest in his life. So, yeah. you know, yeah, he wants to hold on to it while he can. Right. And, and, and he thinks that eventually Nancy will make a good role model for Morgan because she's a successful businesswoman. Um, yeah. So while all this, and like, wickedly talented. yeah, and wicked, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, while all this, like, love triangle stuff is going on, um, we also have Prince Edward who comes through the portal after Giselle. Yes. Oh my God. And, Beautiful. uh, along with him is Nathaniel, his <laughs> squire, I guess. I don't know, but it's Timothy. A servant, I think. What? Servant is more. Servant. Yeah, I don't it's think he's a squire, but right. yeah. but it's played by Timothy Spall. Now Timothy Spall is downright in love <laughs> with the Queen, <laughs> with Queen Nerissa, yeah. and uh, it was so he'll do anything that she says, and he's the spy on Prince Edward and his uh, progress toward getting Giselle. That's what keeps the evil yeah. plot going in the background is Timothy Spall's character. Yeah, I really love it. Yeah. It's so funny, too. There's Pip also. Pip is a, a chipmunk right. friend of That's Giselle's right. who, uh, in the animated world of Andalasia, he's voiced by Jeff Bennett. Yeah. In the live-action world, where animals can't speak, he's forced to speak in a squeaking voice, uh-huh. uh, which was the voice of the director himself, Kevin Lima. That's funny. And I thought that was it was so fucking hilarious because, yeah, he just shows up and he's like, Giselle! No! Yeah. Oh, what's happening? <laughs> Nobody it's can so understand good. I'm not even Giselle. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and Prince Edward is trying to do charades with them. Yeah, it's like, yeah. that was a fun scene. <laughs> but, like, the, the some of the best moments in the movie are, are Timothy Spall trying to attack this fucking chipmunk. Yeah. You know, he's just, like, constantly... He's at war with this chipmunk, because the chipmunk knows what Timothy Spall's up to. Yes. He knows that the Queen and, and Nathaniel 
have have made this plot to kill Giselle yeah. to keep her yeah. from taking the queen's power. There's definitely and some Tom everything and Jerry to... antics going on yeah. between them. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. funny. Uh, it's really it fun really to funny watch too. Timothy Spall. That I mean, it's very similar to his other characters, but at the same time, a lot more cartoony. So that's yeah, very comedic. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a lot of fun. He to got see. to wear costumes too. I love yeah. I love all the costumes all of, he's in. He's yeah, really great. he's got so many disguises, and he does a couple so accents funny. too, um, <laughs> <laughs> like really bad really accents. Really bad. I love yeah. it. <laughs> my favorite thing though is uh i didn't again i'm trying not to look up the cast before i watch these films that way i didn't nothing gets spoiled um and in the animated world when they show him i was like man that looks like timothy small that's hilarious <laughs> and then he came, <laughs> he came out of the sewer and i was just like oh my god it was timothy small <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, I guess I've seen this movie enough times that I I had forgotten that they were all animated at first. <laughs> right. It was so funny. And then like as they all came except for McDreamy. McDreamy's the only right. one who's not really animated. So it's like once he showed up I was just like, "Oh, McDreamy's in this. This is wonderful. I love that." <laughs> And then, uh, but once everybody was coming out of the sewer, it was really funny because I was just like, oh, okay. I knew Amy Adams because I saw her name on the, you know, right. the opening credits. I, I wasn't really paying attention, but I saw hers. And then, uh, then um, I did not see, <laughs> yeah, I did not see James Marsden though. I didn't see his name, but when he comes flying out of the sewer, I was just like, oh, that's who it is. <laughs> it's Scott Summers. Okay. <laughs> I mean, where's now. Gene? Where's Family Jenkins? <laughs> <laughs> You gotta get Gene Gray in there. Oh man, no, it was really funny too because um, I, I read after the fact that uh, James Marsden was initially going for the role of Robert, but there's oh. no fun in that character. Robert is Not a very really. cynical character, and James Marsden <laughs> wanted to be the the very fun and alluring Disney prince. Yeah, so, and he plays it, it wonderfully. He really does do it. Yeah, yeah, it was so funny. Yeah, and uh, you know that's that's pretty much the story. Is like all of them are. are you know, Giselle is trying to get back to uh, Andalasia or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, she's, uh, you know, she's starting to fall for Robert. Robert's right. starting to fall for her. Um, they have a real connection where um, yeah. her and Edward's connection is very superficial. Uh, you know, yeah. Disney princess movie. <laughs> I just met you. You're the you, you must be the love of my life. Exactly. Yeah. We gotta get married today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no dates. That was that was another fun thing. Is Robert Robert introduces Giselle to the world of dates? Yeah. Where you yeah, just go out and get to know exist. a person. Courting yeah. doesn't exist. In Andalusia, no, no, you just you just live the fairy tale life in Andalusia. Everything but just I really works like out that. here. I don't know. <laughs> That's in the second movie. <laughs> That's good shit. No, I really do like uh, how they they one they pay homage to the Disney films. Mm. You know, they they take yeah. all these these stereotypes from these romances that Disney's famous for, and they you know they put them in their films. But at the same time, they're making fun of it. They're poking mm -hmm. fun at oh, it. They're trying to make a very fun film, and they never they never go beyond like we think it's silly and stupid because they obviously don't. Right. They obviously love these types of stories. Uh -huh. They just want it to be known that yeah, there's some there's some weirdness in these Disney yeah, animations, we and we're gonna make fun of that. We understand yeah. our own genre. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the music's great. Yeah, Alan uh, did a good job. I mean, one. if you want to make it yeah. feel like a Disney movie, you, 
get Alan Menken. Right, Mankin. you get Alan Menken. Yeah. yeah. EGOT winner, <laughs> Alan Menken. One yeah. of 19 now, now that Viola Davis won, or 18, I mean. Nice. I think it was 18. I think Viola Davis is the 18th person. Congrats to her. That's amazing. That I really like it. That is pretty awesome. She um, is great. And, of course, my love, Audrey Hepburn, is also in that list. So There you go. Represent. There you go. Even hers, hers is weird because she won her her last award. I don't remember which one it was. It might have been a Tony or not a Tony. It might have been a, a the Emmy, but like her her last win was uh, posthumous. Like she had already died, mm-hmm. so oh. it's like and and the what the like it was like two years after her project too. So it's like it's a little weird. But mm-hmm. Audrey's on the list. Damn it, you can't take that. Yeah, from her. I can't take it. From her. <laughs> There's there's also a lot of uh, uh, small voice actor roles, right? Like um, there's the troll played by Fred Tatasior. I can't I can never get that name right, but he you know he used to voice the Hulk and the Beast. Oh, cool. Um, then, yeah, and the troll is really has some like at least two very hilarious yeah. lines. Yeah, Frank Welker, of course, the God. He is in this as well. <laughs> um, he plays Prince Edward's horse, Destiny, which is beautiful. <laughs> In in when they're in New York as well. <laughs> I hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> I doubt it, but I hope so. Uh, and so, then uh, there's also um, there there's tiny moments of narration, and right. those were done by Julie Andrews. I was going to say so, yes, uh, the legend yeah. Julie Andrews. Lots of uh, lots of just beautiful moments and tidbits of this film. Like I was I was blown away watching this. Like. Up until the third act. The third act, um, you know, Susan Sarandon's queen, uh, whatever, Narcissa. Uh, that's yeah, a Narissa. great name, but it's Narissa. So <laughs> yeah. Queen Narissa. She comes to the world of New York to to do the job that Timothy Spall is failing to that's do, right. which is kill Giselle. Because he watches um, so she comes Dr. To finish Phil it. and realizes that he's in a toxic dude i love that too like that was a good one where he's like he's on a phone with somebody he's like sitting in the car and he's calling into a hotline and the person's like well i just think that she's using you man like you you know it's not a it's not a two-sided relationship sounds like a very one-sided relationship and he's like huh Huh. Yeah, I see what you mean. I really am doing all the work here, aren't I? <laughs> Just like, that's good. Good shit. I love it, man. But no, when when Queen Narissa, Susan Sarandon shows up, things are great. I'm still enjoying it. She's doing a beautiful job. Then she turns into a dragon. And uh, the dragon yeah. just looks silly and out of place. And I, I think that's the purpose. Like, it, obviously, it's New York. Like, a dragon's going to look weird in, New, in a real-world New York. But, like, the animation and the live action for the CGI specifically for the first uh, for this first film, it's not bad CGI, but it just looks goofy. And it kind of undermines a lot of the the, the, the momentum that's going on, especially because the the dragon when when Susan Sarandon speaks, the dragon's lips move. You know, it's it's synced with the the dragon speaking, and I'm just like, that's eh, just no, like it just it doesn't look good. Yeah, like it, it looks very off putting, and and it's still fine. I don't. It does not ruin the film. I will say that it doesn't. The third act does not ruin the film. That's true. I was just like mildly like off put by it. And I was just like, all right, like yeah. this, whatever. But I love the. I love. I'm a sap for romance. Like I've mm. I've said that so many times. Like you're gonna throw a ram- romance my way. I'm fucking all in. Like I love a good romance, and and th- this one really brought it to the table. Like yeah. I was I was impressed. 
Like, yeah, this. I don't know how it, I never never watched it before. The dichotomy between Giselle and Robert, like her being this completely naive, optimistic person, him being this total skeptic, and then they meet yeah. in the middle. Uh, it, it's they both grow towards the middle of that, and uh, yeah, it, it yeah. makes for a really good. Story. She gets angry. She does. Hello, and angry. she gets angry for the first time. Yeah. She's like, I don't know what this emotion is. <gasps> I'm angry. <laughs> Oh my god! This is what it feels like. <laughs> it's good stuff. She gets really excited. Yeah, I really, her. I really do like it. Hmm. Like it's nothing, nothing original. Like it, it they right. took inspiration from like everything that came before it. Like mm-hmm. even the skeptic and the and the you know quirky right. uh, person, it's eccentric person. Like yeah, but like, it has it so been well like, together like this, quite like this, like the, no, the two different worlds. Um, you know, it, it, it just, it really worked. You know what it does remind me of? Another Disney movie, uh, starring Tyra Banks, Life Size. Oh gosh. <laughs> Have you seen that? <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that. I don't uh, think so. Yeah. It's, uh, she plays a, uh, a Barbie type character and Lindsay nice. Lohan wishes her to life and or oh, something. My God. I don't remember exactly how that works. And then, so now there's this like. Uh, you know, uh, she's, she's just like her persona is sexy feminist, really. Uh, and, and she doesn't understand how the whole world works and she thinks that she could do everything. Like one of the first things she does is step out in front of a city bus to tell them to stop so that other people could cross the street. And almost gets flat. Oh my God. (laughs) Jesus. Well, I have to watch that. Yeah. It's, it's. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. It, it definitely is a fish out of water film at many times. Yes. Like even James Marsden, when he comes to New York, he's like trapped in a hotel for a lot of it because he just doesn't know what this fucking world is. He he stabs a bus. That's like his first yeah, act in, yeah. in New York is he jumps atop so a bus it, and stabs it. Took it from life size, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. They, they, they open the door and he's like, people, I have freed you from this foul little beast. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Good shit. He almost killed a woman. Like, yeah. Jesus, his sword yeah, literally was like right in front of her like an inch backwards he would have just cut her head that's crazy oh man but i i really love this to to close on it i i i was crazy blown away uh did did so much more i've been struggling with uh um mental and and physical issues for the past week and this is like the first thing to take my mind off it really well like I, i was watching this film and i was you know an hour in and i realized oh shit i haven't been like you know, struggling with my anxiety or with any of that, the other stuff that's going on in my life right now. I was like, this is nice. Like that's this great. really did the job. It really, really made me escape. Um, that's what, and I, you know, I want to give it f- exactly. And I'm, and I'm going to give it four stars because you know, it does everything the right way. And I'm definitely going to watch it again because great. it was really fucking fun. Like, great. I am so happy that you loved it. And, uh, you know, I, I know that you've been struggling because we've been talking about it. So I'm, I'm very happy that it did that for you. Um, <clears throat> I, I always enjoyed this movie. I can't say that it's my favorite movie in the world, but I do no. really enjoy it. Um, and yeah, just, it makes fun of a genre that I really like. And I, I like things that do that, I guess, maybe because yeah. I'm a masochist or something. Um, <laughs> well, but, I mean, it, 
They do it. It, it makes fun way. of it, but at the same time, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's an homage, but at the same time, it's mockery, right? And like, it's yeah. really well done. They really yeah. they really toe that line really well. Yeah. It is one hundred percent a full face movie. Um, that might be my new phrase. That's between a full face and a face and a half. One hundred percent a full face movie. <laughs> <laughs> this one's got eyes and everything. It's, yeah, it's got. Yeah, it's it's not my face. It's not my faceless face. It is somebody else's <laughs> face, and it's got it. Jesus. <laughs> uh, well, before we dive into uh, the fifteen years gone by sequel, yeah. Disenchanted, uh, and before we take a soda pop break, we'd like to invite you to head on down to patreon.com slash green and faceless and uh, check out our tiers there. Heck uh, yeah. Maybe maybe you'll be interested in in giving us suggestions to watch for our potato pick or getting access to our exclusive bangers and hash episode where we talk whatever the fuck we're, we've been watching for the past month. That's right. Um, whatever the fuck know, if that interests you. Yeah. If that interests you, the website's there. Check it out. Yeah. Patreon.com slash green and faceless. Let's take a soda pop break. I love you. Okie dokie, are we back? I think we're I back. Think, I think we're back, ready for ready for action. We got Disenchanted, yet another sequel nobody asked for. Nobody asked here we for are. it, that's for sure. <laughs> Maybe Patrick Dempsey asked for it. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the only one whose career benefited from this film. Um, that's fair. McDreamy's <laughs> back, baby. McDreamy's back. Honestly, I <laughs> liked the way that his hair looked. It was very gray. Oh, yeah. With maybe a little bit of that uh, black still in there as a base. But I yeah. swear that in the third act of the movie, his hair is black again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think something happened. No, it's it's pretty really funny because honestly, everybody looks the same. Even though 15 years has gone by, everybody's right. aged beautifully. They have, you know, they like really have. Obviously, uh, they look older, but like except you know. for uh, Rachel, um, Rachel. <clears throat> I mean, she did Kobe. age. Beautifully, Rachel Covey. I looked up a recent picture. Well, of she's her. not. She's not in this. But she, she, she has a cameo role in this. Yeah, she has a cameo role. That's yeah. right. But she is not playing Morgan. She is playing no. Gabri- uh, I mean, Gabriella Baldacino is playing Morgan in this. And oh my god, yeah, I man. thought it was the same human. Like it is. <laughs> it, it, she looks. Like how they I did a good job. expected yeah. her to look. And honestly, yeah, she yeah. looks like Rachel Covey as an adult. I looked up a picture of her. And oh, it, nice. Yeah. It, it, I don't understand. Like, does I also looked at Rachel I, Covey's IMDb. She's yeah. seems like she's kind of out of business. Um, yeah, but, she's been doing other stuff. Like, I think she was more into art. Um, I don't remember specific. I think it was either music or art or something like that. But, mm. um, yeah, I, I feel like they, they might have offered her the role and she was just like, I don't want to be in a singing role. You know, it's because, like, um, Morgan has a lot of singing in this film. Yeah, maybe. In this particular film, yeah, yeah they did give uh, Rachel 
quite a bit of uh, singing to do. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is mostly after the inciting incident happens. So, in this film, uh, there's this big, heavy narration right at the beginning. I don't know who does the narration in this one. It didn't sound like Julie Andrews. She is 87, and uh, if she doesn't want to be in this movie, that's totally fine by me. She wants to be retired. She can be retired. That's (laughs) fucking right. Uh, I do not remember. Oh, oh, Pip. Pip is actually the narrator because he is telling the story to his uh, children. Uh, yeah, and it's not it's not uh, Kevin no, Newman anymore not. either. It's Griffin Newman, and um, anyhow, he's telling this story, and they're like, "We love this story that you're a part of, Dad, and tell us every single night. We know every word." He's like, "Well, maybe now you're old enough for this other story this <laughs> other <laughs> that I'm not so proud of." Um, but anyhow, he starts reading it. And uh, it's yeah. about how Giselle is not exactly happy in New York. Her yeah. happily ever after was not ever after, which really confuses the baby chipmunks. I'll tell you. Yeah, um, they're just like there's no ha- there's no ev- there's no more after happily yeah, ever after. That's all there that. is, Dad. What the fuck? <laughs> what in the fuck, Dad? Uh, so chipmunks rise up and slaughter Gis- their parents. <laughs> Giselle. Still played by Amy Adams, uh, has had a baby with Robert, uh, but she's not she's not really exactly feeling happy in the city. So Robert uh, moves them out. Uh, I'm, I say Robert. Giselle has Robert move the family out to the suburbs. Yeah, and uh, they move to Monroeville, which I thought was really interesting because yeah. that's. That's um, one of the towns I grew up around, uh, uh, where my right. wife is from. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny uh, on a personal level. But they move out to the suburbs. Morgan is a teenager at this point, and she is not really vibing with the idea of moving out of the city. She was very happy there uh, yeah. and you know, had all her friends and all that good stuff. Uh, She's and irritating. That's right. <laughs> uh, Robert's not so sure about it because, you know, he doesn't want to just keep on riding the same train back and forth uh, to work right. every day. Giselle is struggling herself trying to find a place in this town. Uh, she, she was eager to go to a town so that they could know everybody because she's a very personable person, as we know from the first movie. Right. And she does meet who's like the queen bee of the town, uh, Malvina, who's played by Maya Rudolph, who we've talked about a few times. And she does this this snooty character pretty well, I feel like. Um, There's definitely other uh, times where she's played this. But I got to say, one of my favorites is probably the judge in a good place. (laughs) That's fair. I've not, not watched it all. Um, uh, only tiny, a tiny bit, but she is wonderful. <laughs> she is, she is wonderful. And, and she, uh, uh, she... Malvina does have two sidekick characters. That's right. Go uh, ahead. Rosaline and Ruby, played by Yvette, Nicole Brown, and Jama Mize. That's right. Um, 
who have tidbit roles, honestly, but they, they're both very, very still small wonderful. roles. But I do, yeah, really enjoy both of them, especially Yvette Nicole Brown and Community. Yeah. I don't know if you've watched that, but she's really funny. I'm not, that. but she is in that '70s show. She has a small role in that '70s show that I oh, remember really? her from. I, d- I, I feel like there's I'm other stuff. Um, there's something else that I know her from. That oh, I there's just, lots you know, of things I know her from. Yeah. It, she's in so many things. Uh, I don't think she is the human. Well, I guess she was a shield agent in Endgame. Um, hey, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she was Ursula in Once Upon a Time. I don't think I got there, but she was. Yeah, I guess a voice. She was the voice of Ursula. Oh, okay. I don't. Oh, I never got that Ursula far. Ursula does show. sing at, at one point. Uh, that beautiful, whole beautiful storyline was not great. <laughs> yeah, I stopped. I stopped once they introduced Frozen. I was just like, yeah, it's too much for me. Yeah, like, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. We might they love Adina Menzel, luckily, but there was a there was a solid five to ten year period after Frozen was released where I was just like, all right, fucking enough of this movie. It's not that good. <laughs> it's <laughs> not that good. I would Jesus. agree with you, but we'll have to see when we get there in the playlist when we come back. Yeah, and then Jama Mays, uh, she was in <laughs> Paul Blart Mall Cop. You gotta remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she was. Uh, she was in other things that I've seen. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so rude of me to call out the one thing that's like awful. Uh, oh, man. I could be an uh, ass. I'm sorry, Jama Mays. You're great. <sighs> I guess I haven't seen anything that she's been in in the last 10 years, though, besides yeah. Drunk History. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of sad that the, you know, it, it, it resembles the fairy tale stories that they're going for that, you know, the, the evil queen would have, you know. These lackeys, yeah. Yeah, lackeys, that's a good term for it. And yeah, and that's what they pretty much are. They're just kind of, it's just like, they're the Timothy Spall character of the last film mm-hmm. where, you know, they, they love their friend, Melvina. Um, but she can be a bit much at times. And they kinda uh, also like have the a lot of the feel of the nasty stepsisters and Yeah, and yeah. Cinderella. Uh yeah, especially the Cinderella in this one. Anyhow, uh Giselle is trying to make Morgan feel better and sets up this cupcakes stand. Uh, oh, yeah. It's really not that important to what happens in this story, but they come back to it. <laughs> well, I mean, it it really is important because that's what causes their fight. Because yeah, that is Morgan doesn't want her fight. Yeah, Morgan doesn't want her mom to be going to such lengths because Morgan's like, just right. let me find my own place. Like, stop being yeah. this weird stepmother, and she calls her that too. She's like, yeah, she stepmother. calls her a stepmother, and it really hurts Giselle because. You know, she's been with her since she was like four or something like that. I yeah. don't know how she old yeah. she's supposed to be in the other movie. But probably six. <laughs> well four okay. to six. Young kid range. Top range. Young kid range. She's she's her mom. And she calls her yeah. mom basically every other time. Yeah. Occasionally she calls her Giselle, but I think, you know, she was introduced to her as Giselle, so that's not I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, and she's in that teenage phase. Yeah. Uh, yes, definitely. Um, but when she calls her and stepmother, that really does hurt Giselle. Because where she's from, that's that's a dirty word. 
Stepmothers um, are evil. That's right. So she gets really upset. And to kind of go back to Morgan's perspective on this earlier that day, I think even, um, Edward and Nancy, who spoilers get together in the last Yay. movie, uh, they show up, James Marsden and Adina Mazel. They make a portal from and- Andalasia <laughs> to their backyard so that it's, yep. it's easier to get to them. <laughs> it's kind of kind of weird you know it's like yeah uh, both both uh robber and uh giselle dated the other right uh, you know right. counterparts yeah. there but they're, i think all good what now. makes it not weird is that they wouldn't have met each other otherwise exactly so and, and they're, they're all good friends now, the you know? they, all, they all love yeah. each other yeah they all love each other yeah edward i mean his his love for giselle also is just so superficial that, I yeah, mean, honestly, yeah. between Nancy and Robert as well, but it was different. It was more and, of a practical thing for Robert. Yeah. And here, like, 15 years later, you do see, like, true love between them. Like, yeah, uh, they're Nancy very and, happy. And yeah, very uh, happy. And Nancy. And yeah. I really loved Edward in this, too, because yes, there's a moment where I he's just too. playing swords with these kids, and it's so fucking cute. Yes. Like, he's just yeah. the, he's just fighting with them, and they're all hitting him, and he's just like, ah, my leg! Oh. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I'm not dead! I am not dead! <laughs> it's only a flesh wound! <laughs> you merely grazed me! <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. Yeah, uh, definitely his character aged very well. It, he definitely, yeah, so because he's King Edward now, at this point. Um, yeah. uh, Nar- uh, uh, spoilers, Nerissa's out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's gone, baby. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so he's king now, and he definitely gave me the vibes of that Cinderella king without the anger. Yeah, yeah like yeah, when he's happy fair. with the, the grandbabies in his daydream. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, it's good stuff. It's really cute. Uh, yeah, so they, yeah, they bring this beautiful magic wishing wand. They to do. their their dear friends Robert and Giselle, and to, just to, like to the baby actually, uh, Sophia. Oh, to Sophia. Yes. It, it's because yes. it, they are. She is their goddaughter, so it is apparently yeah. an Andalasian tradition to give a wishing wand to the goddaughter of the king. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the the and, wand <laughs> uses the magic of Andalasia to make the wish come true. That's right. And, That's yeah. right. Now, uh, the scroll, played by Alan Tudyk. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Uh, I did not know that, honestly. <laughs> I didn't either, but now that I, I uh, see it on the cast list, I'm like, oh, obviously. Right. Yeah, uh, I was just like, once I saw his name there, I was just like, oh, of course. Like, it makes so much sense. Like, <laughs> it's such a familiar yeah. voice, but he does a great job at just being this weird fucking scroll that talks. Yeah. Like, yes, it is. Silly. It is really silly. Um, I don't know if he was going for a bit of a Yiddish accent. I, I did kind of feel like <laughs> he was leaning that way. It did, it did. Uh, yeah. But he he did a good job but see he doesn't actually get to do his job before giselle decides to make this world changing wish with the wand yeah so yep. she Uh-oh. wishes that she could live in a fairy tale life with robert and rachel like the like one that she would have in andalasia so monroeville yeah. becomes Monroe Valasia. 
<laughs> it's awful. It's it so is, awful. I hated that. It is so Mon-Malaysia. bad, but I love it at the same it's time. So just because yeah. of the personal reference to <laughs> Right, that's fair. And it, it's really funny, so though. Funny. Yeah, the people all take on these roles. The uh, Melvina, the realtor, and snarty, you know, yes. snooty uh, uh, lady. She becomes the queen of Monrelasia. That is right. You know, and... And and newcomer Giselle, you know, coming into Monrelasia, um, spoilers. I mean, it's it's the fucking synopsis of the film. The 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 wish starts to yes. turn her into a true fairy tale stepmother. That's right. And so you start to get this evil side. <laughs> there's a list that Alan Tudyk gives her that will like say that the curse is complete. Uh, and uh, the last two are the only two that she hasn't shown so far at this point and that's cruelty and ambition (laughs) oh god and she shows ambition quickly after that moment you know she's like immediately like i'm gonna become the new queen of monralasia that's right right. and so Uh. there's this big queen fight that just really didn't seem like it had anything to do with her no. relationship with Morgan, and nope. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Uh, she does. But... It is fun to watch her slowly become evil. <laughs> I will say that, like watching That's Amy right. Adams, like handle both. Because uh, uh, again, Amy Adams is the best thing about this film. Just like in the first one, like where she disappeared in that character, she does a really good job at portraying Giselle struggling yeah. going back and forth between happy-go-lucky Giselle right. and this new evil stepmother you know, that's trying I to take really over her. I really wasn't into it the first act. I was like, right. it's, it doesn't feel like she's finding it, but she's doing a yeah. very uh, surface-level version of it. Thinking back on it, oh, especially when the first song started, I was like, oh no. I'm so embarrassed <laughs> for her. Uh, and <laughs> And that's not to put anything on Amy Adams' performance. Uh, or Alan Minkin's music. Or Alan Minkin's <laughs> music. Yeah, either. Because he is back. the composer again. Um, He's the only creative that they got back. The, the, the writer oh, changed, really? the director changed. Is like Alan Minkin was the only. It. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. It does not have the same soul to it. That is for sure. Giselle, she starts singing this song. And you can tell that Morgan's very embarrassed. And... Uh, you get embarrassed too. And then I, I'm realizing <laughs> looking back that that's how that was intentional because, right. because she is a middle-aged mother at this point. And, yeah. uh, you know, middle, what middle-aged mothers do, they embarrass their children. So <laughs> it's it, it, it what really, they live for. They, they don't know they do, but is there a reason for living? <laughs> um, so, yeah, she's like, she even at one point says, I can't sing this right song anymore. Um, right. And, and, you know, I think by that point in the film, she had fallen more into the character than yeah. the first I think scenes. for uh, for me, the moment that solidified that she was, you know, like, because she's still giving a good performance. Like, I, yeah. I agree with you. It took a while to seem like the, the stepmother part was getting there. But I feel like the, the moment that it clicked that she was feeling this role was there's this scene where uh, um, Giselle realizes finally what's going on. She realizes she's right. becoming evil uh, and she doesn't want that to happen. She wants to stay who she right. is at heart. She doesn't want to be converted into this vile woman. Um, so she, she, you know, lets Morgan in on what's going on and she says, you have to go to Andalasia 
and you know, yeah, figure out how we can solve this. You know, help help us save this. Help help free me from my curse that I've mm-hmm. set upon this small town. And uh, but there's spoilers. a in that. Giselle ruined Andalasia. <laughs> yeah, she yeah she did. Uh, but in that scene, it's it's really beautiful because the camera's set behind Morgan and it's crossing back and forth over Morgan's shoulders. You know, it's, it's breaking right. that. Um, it's changing the 180 line multiple times, and it does that so well because it's like, you know, when the, when it's on one shoulder, it's Giselle. When it's on the other shoulder, it's the stepmother. Mm-hmm. And that's the moment where I was just like, Amy's getting it. She's getting into this yeah. role really well. Yeah. And it's, when it, it, it was a really good split, scene. When she when yeah. it became the split, it was I you know that that takes a lot of talent uh, just to hop back and forth uh, from one yeah. to the other. So yeah, and, I did I did appreciate her performance in that. And, and you said it's the best thing in the movie. I don't know <laughs> because yeah, James I, I mean, Marsden was that's so true. Good. He is, but he's, he's also only in it for like part. five to ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. not even. And that was the like sad maybe thing. Three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he is he is beautiful when he's in it. But yeah, she yeah. I feel like she just and, and and even after that moment with Morgan, there's a, a song moment between Maya Rudolph and and Amy Adams, and that's the only song right. I remember enjoying. All the music's oh, fine. Yeah, the music is okay. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's not Alan Menken's best, and it doesn't really last in the mind. But that one song where they're both being evil, I, I think they're—I yeah. I can't remember what it is, but it's like um, they're the bad or bad. You know, that's yeah. what they're trying to—they're the trying to be, like yeah, trying to be more evil than the other. And I love that that song between them, even though it doesn't really make sense how they both—you know—it's like it's mu- movie music magic how they yeah. both know what they're going to be singing when they're separated, <laughs> even. But it's the magic I, of Monrovillasia. <laughs> Monrovillasia, yes. No, I, I really enjoyed that. That performance was really good. Like, I, I really thought that song was was so much fun. Like, it was it was probably the more fascinating part of the film for me was that that one song, which is sad, but you know that that was what. It, Okay, and here's the here's another thing. Before we continue on with the the synopsis, um, this film's getting like panned like crazy. It's got like a thirty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not that bad. It's not I that like, bad, but yeah. it's not that great either. No, yeah. it's not. But I feel like I feel like people are just like you know beating it with a hammer just because it one it was a sequel nobody really asked for. You had a happily mm-hmm. ever after already. Why do we need to spoil that? Right. And and two, you know, it's just, it's not that good. It, it doesn't live up to the hype of the original. So people yeah. are like, it's shit. Don't watch it. It's shit. And it's right. like, it's not I think shit. It's, it's just fine. Like, there's, yeah. there's definitely a very redeeming story going on between Giselle and Morgan's character. Like, right. you know, they, they, it's just, it's, just, you know, it's a very classic story of a teenage girl and their mother. But they, yeah. you know, throw all this fantasy into it and uh, makes it fun. Uh, and, you know, I think her becoming the evil stepmother really kind of sh- shows Rachel, oh, I am lucky to have this woman in my life. Yeah. Um, and also, you Morgan. know, it's Morgan. Yes, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, Morgan. I think realizes that she's lucky to have Giselle because she is a wonderful woman. And um, Giselle also realizes that she has to uh, let things happen naturally as they do. You know, Um, 
Yeah, everything can't be – and the world of New York and, and this world of our, our reality, you don't yeah. always have these happy-go-lucky endings. Like, you got to yeah. have other emotions in there. you got to have sadness. you got to have pain and trial. Like, right. you know, it's not just all a fairy tale. And it's – I right. do enjoy that. I do – I think that the story behind everything is, is good. I think, you know, I, when, when, when she makes the curse, I was – honestly, when they presented the wand, I was expecting Morgan to, you know, to make the wish – yeah, I was expecting I was her too, to like mess honestly. things up. Yeah. yeah, but when she when she asked for when she asked for the the fairy tale, she's like, "I want to live in the fairy tale world, like Andalasia or whatever." She says, "Then then I was just like, oh, okay, I know where this is going because she's a stepmother." And I was yeah. like, "Uh oh!" Like I was like, "I'm, I, I'm interested." Yeah, <clears throat> I like. I feel like all in all, it worked for the film. I don't know that I like taking this nice character and making them the villain i mean like right. you know be careful what you wish for is that's all good and everything but mm-hmm. i i don't know i just at first i was like i don't know if i like that yeah uh, no i agree and, with you yeah and i and i yeah. thought that the film was actually taking a turn up before that happened um because there's some good stuff in the middle there and there's some good stuff after it becomes monroe villasia like there's some fun songs uh i thought i I do enjoy i do enjoy mcdreamy going on quests like yes yeah he is not good at being an adventurer but (laughs) to to do a good job yeah that is pretty funny but he is very much a tertiary character and, and they learned. Movie. They learned from their dragon mistake in the first film That's because right. he goes to fight a dragon, and all we see of the dragon is it's in the <laughs> shadows of a cave, and it looked good because you couldn't see it. <laughs> but I will, I will give this film props. One of another thing, one thing that it definitely has that's better than the first film is its CGI. There's a lot of CGI as yeah. as Andalasia Magic comes and into the world. Yeah, like there's there's vines that are coming out of everything. The world's cracking and falling apart. Like, and, and at, yeah, as you said, the magic, there's like, you know, the, the queen battle between, um, Maya Rudolph uh, and Amy Adams. I can't remember their go. names. Giselle and, yeah. and, uh, Malvina. Malvina. That's why you thank can't you. I do like, it. I do like that name though. It's, it is yeah. a good name, Malvina. But yeah, it's, it's definitely hard to remember for me. But no, like the, those fight scenes, like the, the magic scenes, I mean, it's kind of straight out of Harry Potter, but like it, it's, it's much better than the CGI of the last film. What little right. CGI the last film had is dated. hundred um, percent. But but not horribly dated. Like it, yeah, again, it doesn't ruin the film. Yeah, it's two thousand seven. You know, that was yeah. quite some time ago. I'm sure there was <laughs> I mean, better you know, CGI. Lord then. of the Rings. Yeah, Lord yeah. of the Rings was, you know, yeah. two thousand and what, two thousand three. And so. also Jurassic Park. <laughs> and Jurassic Park, yeah. Yeah. There's no excuse. No excuse, no Enchanted, but but no, they, they definitely learned from their CGI things of the, of the years gone by. And it, like mm-hmm. the, that stuff looked pretty good here. There's a giant that's strolling through the village and that looked fine. I liked, I liked that scene with, again, with McDreamy where he's trying to stop this giant. And like, yeah. you know, there's, there's, there's good moments. There are good moments, but it, it, it you know, it's just not the same. It's, it's it, not the same. Yeah. yeah. I agree. And it was, it was, I feel like I feel like I'm softer on this film because I was expecting to hate it because uh, you know you you had mentioned when you were watching it you were just like we'll see it's not you know it's it, you the way you sounded it didn't seem like you were going to be like 
terribly as invested as I was watching en- Enchanted, you know, the first right. time. I, I like, didn't, yeah, I didn't want you to go in and be and thinking that it was going to be as good as Enchanted because it just really yeah. isn't. Um, no. Especially because you were really having a good time with, with Enchanted. I didn't oh, want I you to watch it, it and yeah. be super deflated. Um, right. But yeah, and, and I was also saying this as I was watching it. Like those right, first yeah. couple of scenes, I was not about. Um, no, it, it, it got weird. better from there. Yeah, it did feel yeah. very strange. Um, very off. Yeah. Especially Morgan, like, cause, cause, like, you, you, the whole first movie, Morgan is so in love with this Disney princess who just yeah. came into her life. And now that she's this, you know, pubescent teenager at, at like age 16, she's like, get away from me, mom. Like, let me live my life. I'm like, Jesus, she's not fucking so hugging. that bad. She, she's, she's not a, that bad. She actually but it, shows it is some that. very nice, loving things before the yeah. mishaps happen. Well, um, I mean, when they when they go visit the house, the house is a beat like beat up house. Like I don't know, uh, it's broken up. down. Fix yeah. her up for that's the word. Yeah, they they flick on a light switch and you can watch the cable like the whole cable burns yeah, going up the wall and through the sucks, ceiling. Though, yeah, that would suck so it, bad. It really did, but like it, you, that's the moment where you you realize all the magic's gone from Morgan. Like yeah. she's she is fully invested in her reality world that mm-hmm. that her father's invested in. She's starting to get his cynicism a bit. Yeah, like there's a tiny bit of that, and like you know the way she treats her parents, like it definitely comes across as like a teenage vibe. Like she's mm-hmm. much nicer, but it still does come across as get the fuck out of my space. You're in my space. Yeah. Like yeah, teenagers like their space. Okay, guys, <laughs> they do. They do. I get it. I get it. But still, that was that was one of the weirder parts at the beginning. Was it's just like. You know, you finish Enchanted, mm. and you come into Disenchanted, and all the characters seem the same, except for Morgan. Morgan is very much like, and again, it's yeah. played by a different person, but uh, I still think... I um, didn't believe uh, it that when I found out, though. I was like... <laughs> what? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I do I do think Gabriella Baldacchino does a great job. She oh, yeah. does this really wonderful role. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a very different Rachel, or damn i did it too it's a very different morgan because you know morgan is she's aged she's she's gone from being a four-year-old to a 16 year old it makes sense that uh that that change would happen but it's just yeah kind of sad you know i mean but that makes that makes the the finale much better when you know you have the the connection between mother and daughter you know where where they where they come to to terms and a beautiful third act um, I do think the third act is, you know, it's still a little weak, but yeah, I think it's like mildly on the same level as the first film in regards to yeah. like how they wrap it up. Like I would agree. Like the first two acts were, I mean, all three acts were honestly a bit messy, but the they I think they did it. The closing action was was pretty good and heartfelt. I felt like more so than the rest of the movie. Um, right. Where it was almost the opposite in Enchanted. Like the whole the whole movie's great, and then the third act's kind of like, okay, I guess they ended the movie. <laughs> we gotta have action. We gotta have action. Yeah. 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 But no, I, I I think this film's getting a hard time. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna, I, I, again. Harder I, than I don't it think it's. I, I agree. Yeah, it's not great. It's not good, but it is fine. Like you yeah. know, it does what it needed to. I fell asleep the first time watching it. I got halfway through and then oops. woke up two hours later and was like, oops. I watched that tomorrow morning, and which is today actually. I watched it this morning, the last hour, and like, 
it's fine. Like I'm, I'm happy I finished it. Of course, like you know, right. part of me, part of me was saying like, you don't need to watch the last hour. Just you know, read the summary on Wikipedia. But I was like, no, that'd be disingenuous. <laughs> I actually got to give this a shot. That would I'm glad be disenchanting. <laughs> but no, I, I am glad I did give it that extra shot because it's like you know. My emotions have been all over the place the last week, and that that finale, you know, I, I like a good finale where, you know, that bond happens, where, you, you know, yeah. mother and daughter realize each other and, and find their love for each other, and, you know, I, I do think, you know, it's, it's not the same, it doesn't live up to the hype, no. but, you know, they still had heart in it, it wasn't just yeah. a, a, a heartless sequel just to get money, you know, right. I'm giving it two and a half stars, it's fine. It's I agree with you. It is fine as a competent, full-face movie. Um, I did want to mention that Oscar uh, Nunez plays a character. Uh, he oh, yeah. People know him from The Office, I'm sure. Um, but he plays Edgar, who owns the coffee and tea shop um, that the you know suburban moms all visit. And uh, he knows everybody's order. With, without them ever ordering it. Um, and guesses that, uh, she wants a, a, a green hibiscus tea. And, uh, yeah, it, it, he's a fun character. And when they spoof over to, uh, Monroe Villasia, he becomes, uh, Malvina's magic mirror. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I was... <coughs> oh, no. I'm choking on something. Oh, no. I'll teach me to eat things with oats in it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, did, I, I, I couldn't recognize. I don't remember him as the barista. That's probably in that, that yeah, middle ground it, where I was kind of like losing focus in the asleep. beginning. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, once, once he was the magic mirror, I was just like, I, I, I did not look him up afterwards, but I was like, man, I know who that is. But yeah, I honestly, yeah. I never watched, uh, The Office, not the American yeah, version. I don't think he's only, but, I think he's really only in the early seasons. I'm not sure. Um, that would explain it because I feel like of The Office, I've only seen the early seasons. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just not um, for me. No, it's not my favorite either. It's a bit, it's a little bit mean, in my opinion. But uh, yeah. I do enjoy uh, Oscar Nunez from other roles that he's done, and I thought that he was he did a fine job as this character and really the relationship. I've never seen the Magic Mirror quite played this way. I I, I enjoyed it. Was it was good. Yeah. yeah, he was like, yeah. no, I I really would prefer not to say. <laughs> Malvina asks a question. He's just like, ah, I just, oh. you know, I, I don't want to give an answer to that one. <laughs> I don't want to get knocked off the fucking wall here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be shattered. Shattered. I don't want to be shattered. <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, to end on a fun fact, I just discovered that uh, Robert um, McDreamy's secretary in the first film was the voice of Ariel. So that's kind of funny. Oh, that is and funny. Jody Benson. Yeah. That but is yeah. funny. Fun, a fun fact to end it. As a sequel smash, no, this sequel did not need to happen. No, the original is way better. But did it ruin the other movie? <clears throat> no. No, it's impossible. So. Like, yeah. I, I am very much on the you must separate like art from artist and and sequel from prequel like like mm-hmm. it's it, you know it's it's the same thing with the star wars like do the prequel trilogies ruin the original trilogy no i can ignore yeah. them that's totally fine yeah. 
Like they there they happen. Some and I can stuff find stuff that's salvageable yeah. from that wreckage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's some good moments, of course, in the prequel trilogy. But like, I can still watch the original trilogy and just be like, "This is nice." Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it's possible for for you know a sequel to ruin the original unless it unless the original ends on a cliffhanger and then the sequel comes yeah. and it's just like you know like last jedi and and return uh whatever the the, the first one was a new hope no not a new hope uh force awakens you know oh, it's like yeah. force awakens ends on a cliffhanger and then you know and there's a lot of unanswered questions last jedi comes out and it's just like all those Toss questions you were the thinking lightsaber off the gone. cliff <laughs> fuck you we, we're throwing them all away like and, and like there's there's stuff to be said said about that and we'll we'll definitely cover it someday but oh, like yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Disenchanted ruins the original because the original was a nicely wrapped package. You can watch the original and be like, "This is a good film. I enjoy it a lot." And you don't have to see the sequel because the sequel really doesn't do much to to that no, story. It doesn't. Uh, if you like, really want to see Morgan as a grown up and uh, you know how Giselle deals with that, like, there's some merit in this movie. I'm not gonna say there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, somebody out there is going to like it a lot, especially, you know, somebody maybe who has a teenage daughter. Uh, maybe, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Some stepmother out there who's like, I'm not evil. We're watching this I'm movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's been our show. <laughs> it has been. We love you all. Thank you for listening. As always, I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the faceless Leon. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.